0: You know, the text that Pastor Mike had us read actually says that when the one angel called out to the other, the, the foundations and the thresholds trembled. All right. um, I love it when an organ piece is played where the same thing happens. Bold and glorious. And uh, praise the Lord for that. And a tremendous tune to the text, uh, to be sure. Uh, let's take our Bibles this morning and go to Philippians uh, chapter 3. We will continue on uh, next week. In our study of the book of Romans, and we will begin the ninth chapter next week. What I'm going to preach to you today, I typically would have preached last week, but in the um, circumstances of our family and the home going of a grandfather, our schedules were uh, providentially altered. And uh, But I certainly uh, praise the Lord for Pastor Hobie's message from Psalm 4 last week, which I was able to thoroughly enjoy live stream uh, God's Peace for a New Year It's a tremendous text and a sermon worth listening to uh, over and again as uh, his sermons usually are. Uh, but today I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, Grace Church of Mentor and, uh, and her future, Grace Church of Mentor and her future. Um, my children had a surprise 50th birthday celebration for us yesterday, a little premature, but fun nonetheless, and um, they gave me a card, and it describes the seven dwarves at 50. (laughs) Have you seen this card? Uh, The seven dwarves have been renamed at 50. It's squinty, itchy, gassy, (laughs) saggy, cranky, gimpy, and snoozy. And um, on the inside, it says, hope your 50th isn't short on happy, though. And, um, uh, so I, I, when I got this card, I vowed that my personal theme for my 50th year was 50 the new 30. Amen. How do you like that? So I'm going to do everything I can to avoid being squinty, itchy, gassy, saggy, cranky, gimpy, and snoozy. Uh, if anything, I feel a little bit more gimpy as I get older. But the rest of them, not yet. So I don't know what actually the names of those seven dwarves actually, what age that truly identifies, but I ain't feeling that way. So if it's all right with you, I ain't gonna act that way. Amen. All right, lots of energy. Um, and I don't feel, I don't even know what 50 is anymore. It's a half of 100, I know that. And, uh, but I, uh, I feel like I did the day I stepped into Grace Church of Menor 26 years ago. Amen. And we're gonna keep Keep moving forward, if that's all right, with the same kind of energy. Is that good? Paul, is that okay? Amen. Good. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, our glorious church here for uh, just a few moments before our baptism. Our family has done a lot of reminiscing of late, as you could imagine. During the loss of my wife's father, there has been much conversation about uh, her history and her family. Just before heading to the graveside, the internment on Wednesday, we stopped off at the place where Rhonda's mom had grown up and stood in front of a wall of pictures, an array of pictures, in old pa and granny's home in Annville, Kentucky. It was wonderful to see our children's interest and amazement and hear their questions about the who's who uh, that were displayed on the wall. Just as it is healthy to remember, it is... Just as necessary also, though, to look forward. Traveling home from the graveside, questions like, Dad, what happens now with this? Or what are we going to do now with that? Uh, Or how are we going to continue relationships with our relatives now that both Grandpa and Grandma Ray are gone? And uh, Grandma Ray, in reference to Rhonda's mom, uh, all questions about looking forward. and, and Where do we move on, or how do we move on? It is good to remember, to know our history. It brings us closer to each other and to the Lord for sure, if we know him. It's good to consider the future, and it does the same. The scripture says much about remembering, and it does have a few things to say about forgetting, too. It is clear that we are to to forget failure, but we're to learn from it. It is also clear we are to recall spiritual success and Continue in it. Some of the most profitable sermons in the Bible were about recounting the Lord's goodness to his people. And some of the most needful speeches in Scripture were remembering how the Lord judged his own for misstepping in time. In both Acts chapter 2 and 3, go back on your own time and read Peter's sermons as he recounts a bit of Israel's history while moving to proclaim Christ in the early book of Acts and concludes with tremendous gospel invitations in both sermons. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul teaches it is good to remember the failure of Israel so as not to repeat it in the local church. Moses, often in the Old Testament, would seek to talk of Israel's bright future so Israel would not slip into the failure of its past only to have it happen time and again regardless. Certainly recalling the past can be a positive experience whether we remember success or failure, but what does the Bible have to say about what lies ahead? If I was to go around the auditorium this morning, I'm confident that we would hear a few hundred different positive aspects of what lies ahead for the believer. And what lies ahead for us is nothing but glorious as we continue to be governed by the Spirit of God and word-saturated, loving each other and proclaiming Christ to our community. Lots of wonderful things lie ahead uh, for us personally. This could be the year where we all, who know Christ, see our Jesus face-to-face. This could be the year where we all quickly glance at each other on our way up to the cloud after we've all collectively heard the trumpet and uh, gladly uh, see our Savior face-to-face. This could be the year where uh, we see more people come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior in Grace Church than any time in her history. Uh, This could be the year where many glorious things happen, but it is good for us nonetheless to look ahead and to see what the Lord may have for us. Do you remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17 being a precious text to you when you first came to know Christ as your Savior? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. From the time of our conversion, the Spirit of God works His grace in our hearts so many different ways. But one particular way that His grace operates is to direct our hearts forward my dad always used to say when i was discouraged and i was backing up in my spiritual walk he would always say tim there's a reason why when god gave you feet he pointed them forward and when he gave you eyes he didn't put them in the back of your head right spiritually speaking the truth remains the same for us right when we're converted we talk about growth in christlikeness That's certainly a significant part of our church mission statement. We exist to glorify God by evangelizing the lost and equipping the saints with the goal of Christ's likeness. God has recreated us by his grace in Christ to compel us to move forward. This certainly will remain a refreshing reality to us as we all help each other grow into the likeness of our Savior. We recall the day The Spirit of God shattered the chains of our bondage to sinful lifestyles and set us on a new course of life by his grace and pursuing the likeness of his Son. Paul even states in the book of Philippians, if you'll look with me there, midway through the chapter, he says, it is not that I have already taken hold of it, or have already attained perfect maturity. But I continue my pursuit in hope that I may possess it, since I have indeed been taken possession of by Christ. Verse 13. Brothers, I, for my part, do not consider myself to have taken possession. Just one thing, though, forgetting what lies behind but straining forward to what lies ahead. Verse 14. I continue my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. Let us then, who are perfectly mature, adopt this attitude. And if you have a different attitude, this too God will reveal to you. Only with regard to what we have attained, continue on the same course. Certainly this is a primary goal in the Christian life. I'm always amazed by this text, particularly one word in verse 13, the word straining. That's a powerful verb in the Greek language. And the idea is, as I've preached to you before when we went through the book of Philippians expository years ago, the word straining is really a physical term. It's a, it's, a, it's a use of our muscles term, if you will. And I illustrated when I preached through this text uh, years ago when we used to have an apple tree orchard on the side of our house. And uh, it was our goal to, to get all the apples off the tree at harvest time. And often the, the best apples were at the top of the tree. And... We would get the ladder, and we would go as high as we would go, and we would often step on to that final step that has the warning on it, right? Don't step here or you'll die, or you're (laughs) with death, right? But we would do it anyway. We would step on that final step, and we would reach, we would get up on one, that's the tiptoes of one foot, hold on to a branch, all right, while we were. Now, how many muscles in your body does it take to strain, to get that apple at that highest place? right? I think every muscle, right? Nose muscles, eye muscles, right? While you're reaching, every muscle from the top of your head to the bottom of your foot straining. That's the idea here. The goal is, by the grace of God and with the help of one another, we strain towards this end. We strain towards this end of pursuing the likeness of our Savior. It's forward, isn't it? Uh, It's always forward, and And by God's grace and the disciple-making culture that we have here at Grace Church of Mentor, uh, over 65% of our church is pursuing together this goal of becoming more like our Savior. By the end of 2018, we would like to be near a saturating percentage of everyone understanding what it means to be helped by somebody else in their growth in Christ-likeness. This is what we strain to do. And the more we do this, our progress is forward. The more we shepherd one another in this way, we all experience and we visibly see the work of the Spirit of God not just in your hearts and taking you spiritually deeper personally and then together with one another, but our influence and our community becomes wider The more Paul talks about his personal endeavor to forget what's behind and work together to strain forward unto this likeness, this great prize, and the more the people of God do this together, that is absolutely foundational to your gospel influence in our community. Christ-like people love to be light. Christ-like people love to increase in their burden for people who need Jesus. So if we're going to live according to Philippians chapter 3 in this brief text that we've read, what we will always understand is this. Learning of Christlikeness is never done merely for the sake of learning. It's never done merely for the sake of personal growth. It includes that but it also includes you taking what you've learned and spiritually sharing it with someone else, spiritually reproducing yourself in someone else in the local church so that they can continue to learn and do the same with somebody else. And the more we collectively understand that and do this, our gospel light in this area and in this region will continue to increase. They're inextricably linked to one another. The forward walk of the believer in Christ's likeness is the focus of the New Testament scripture. After one knows Christ, the Bible becomes a textbook of learning of how to spiritually live and prepare our hearts and others to meet our Savior. It is always healthy to look ahead and have spiritual goals that guide us to be sure. Paul explained his personal goals in ministry, whether you read Luke's church history in the book of Acts, outlining Paul's plan for gospel advancement, or you meditate on Paul's letters to Corinth or Thessalonica or Romans, among others, it is abundantly clear in Scripture that personal growth in likeness always leads to gospel advancement. As we study the Scripture personally and corporately, our hearts for gospel advancement increase as well, and we're seeing that here at Grace but I certainly believe we haven't really even begun to touch what God would love to do through us if each of us would embrace the pursuit and strain towards Christlikeness and then gather together to help each other do the same. Winston Churchill once said, it's always wise to look ahead, but difficult to look further than you can see. I think there's some spiritual wisdom in what the prime minister of England once said. There's some balance here. The Israelites, under the leadership of Joshua, were reminded of God's presence with them in Joshua as they looked out over the landscape of the promised land and they prepared to conquer it. So the Lord tells the church in Matthew 28, 19, and 20 that his presence is ours as we advance the gospel in Christlikeness according to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Lo, I will be with you even unto the end of the age. The eternal epicenter of our lives and the lives of our families should increasingly be this in this order. The Lord, his word and his eternal purposes through his church as we move forward. Job, the first author of Scripture, has something to say about uh, to God's people regarding the future. He writes in Job chapter 17. He writes in Job chapter 17 and verse nine: The righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. Now, look at that text in light of the rest of the chapter, but look at that in relationship to Job's friends and all that they're trying to do and their human wisdom to guide his heart while they're actually troubling his heart. Job in his aloneness, Job in his circumstance that many of you are familiar with, He's able to joyfully proclaim that this is, the, this is the activity of the people of God. They keep moving forward. The righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands become what? Stronger and stronger. So at Grace Church of Menor, we seek to move forward in personal growth, collective growth, and in gospel growth, according to Acts one The Lord has demonstrated his faithfulness to us In so many ways, in 2017, 49 souls came to know Christ through the influence of our people here. Multiple people following the Lord in baptism. Hundreds enjoying disciple-making relationships with more beginning every month. There's been healthy attendance at gospel opportunities any pastor of our church would stand up here and say, this past year, like no other year, we were eyewitnesses and earwitnesses to you folks personally reaching out to lost people more than any time in our church's history. In addition to your personal outreach, you wonderfully led the Children's Day outreach at the Great Lakes Mall You healthily supported our outreach at the Menor City Fest. We reached thousands of homes in our community as we seek to reach every home with the gospel by foot every five years in the city of Menor. Many of you assisted with Grace Bible Soccer Camp two weeks, two full weeks, full days of full weeks of Grace Bible Day Camp. Many of you, well over 100, assisted in and spreading gospel seed to children and their families who need the Lord Jesus. There has been gospel growth in each and every age group of our church. Wonderful fellowships together we experienced from dinners to picnics to pasture cook-offs while we all were trying to make chili great again. (laughs) It was growth in numbers of people Growing in Christ's likeness through learning the word more deeply in Great Lakes Bible Institute classes. We all worked together in hurricane relief for gospel friends in Florida and Puerto Rico. Missions trips were taken, multiple trips. By the way, a week from this Sunday night, a week from tonight, we're going to rehearse all those mission trips from 2018. Everyone who took one, individuals or groups, we're going to have a great celebration of missions. Uh, next Sunday night after we enjoy Pastor Spicer tonight. Multiple trips were taken, including our youth group to Alaska to help an arch network church plan. The addition to the offices next door saved us thousands of dollars because our men's construction team works so passionately and carefully uh, to complete it. And now it is a tremendous blessing to people who know the Lord and those who need to know him. Over three quarters of a million dollars has come into One Legacy Funds, which leaves us only $25,000 short of pursuing the next phase of our building program. I mentioned our Christmas offering earlier. In addition to that, faithful teachers of men's and women's Bible studies continue to be used of the Lord Faithful folks in our child care, our choir, children's church, Kids for Truth, youth group, college and career, faithful adult teachers, faithful Aquila and Priscilla people, who would have ever thought that we would have over 30 people who didn't want to be snowbirds who are in partial retirement or full retirement would give their lives to the service of the local church? Who would have ever thought? With at least that number waiting to be prepared to join that crew, what a great blessing they've been to the body of Christ. I thank the Lord for Pastor Kent and Pastor Mike and Pastor Steve, the elders, the deacons who help us oversee this ministry. There's a faithful group of next generation men for leadership, 12 prospective deacons, and more than a handful of future pastors in training, and we highlighted that celebration of youth in the month of November. Arch Ministries continues to grow. The networks continue to abound across our country. We've taken on six new foreign missions families this year and increased the support of two of our own. God has been good to us, hasn't he? He's been good to us. And the more you grow in likeness, remember, individually and then helping each other collectively, that will only lead to more gospel perpetuity more gospel advancement. So 2018 should indeed be even more used of the Lord through you dear saints than 2017. It is good to remember, but let's look forward practically. Did you know that beginning in May, we will be celebrating our 70th year of our church's existence? Our 75th anniversary will begin in 2022. So for the next five years, I would like to give a general theme to our church to be governed by. For the next five years, I would like to give the theme of just celebrating the church. Celebrating the church. And each of the next five years will have its own sub theme of how we are going to celebrate God's institution for spiritual growth and gospel advancement. Building up to the start of the 70th year in May, we will begin these things in February, March, and April. So building up to the 70th year celebration, which begins in May, in February, I'm going to do a Facebook devotional and 30 days of celebrating the church. You can watch it if you want. Hope it's an encouragement to you. In March, we are going to have a T3 class on creationism. And at the end of that class, we're going to have a non-obligatory trip if you'd like to go to the Creation Museum. In April, we're going to launch a new class. It's going to be called the Generations class. This is going to be specifically for people, maybe some singles, maybe some others, who feel like they just don't necessarily settle down in any particular Sunday school class. My gut is going to primarily be singles. It's going to be done on Sunday nights at 6 o'clock, not Sunday school, as there's no more Sunday school class space. But I think more appropriate for Sunday night for discipleship purposes, and this generation's class is going to study together the book of 1 Thessalonians. In April, we're also going to begin Grace Church of Mentors' first podcast. We're going to call it GraceCast. We're working together with a group of uh, young folks in this church as pastors to be able to digitally make available to you on your devices uh, opportunities to hear all kinds of theological, philosophical, and practical aspects of the church and how to celebrate the church. And we have a wonderful group of uh, folks that have stepped forward and said, we just want to do this, Pastor. And this is going to be not just a blessing to you folks, but this is going to be a blessing to our church plants uh, and also to our foreign missionaries, and we seek to encourage and strengthen them as well. And then in May, we're going to begin to celebrate 70 years of God's goodness to us. So in 2018, beginning in May... Here's some practical things we're going to do. Remember I said our overall five-year theme on our way to 2022 is going to be celebrating the church. Each one of those five years is going to have its own specific aspect of celebration. So this is what we're going to celebrate in 2018, beginning in May. Celebrate giving to our community. Celebrating giving to our community. I'll go back and rehearse that in just a moment. But in 2019, we're going to celebrate the completion of building. Amen? Amen. Let's get it done. Let's get it over with. Let's move on. And you'll find out, the more you celebrate giving to our community, according to Luke 16, the more we celebrate giving to our community and you associate with more souls in our community, God's going to give fruit and we'll need more space. 2020, celebrating regional gospel growth. We're going to have multiple ways in which you can minister together as a church family to our church plants within this region of Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. I believe we have one of our church planters from Pennsylvania here this morning. I just saw you a few minutes ago. Good to see you, brother, and your family. Look forward to fellowshipping with you afterwards. From folks from Butler, Pennsylvania, Pastor DeMar. In 2021, we're going to celebrate national gospel growth. We've already begun to put together many, many churches that you as a family or as an individual or as a small group of people can go and take a missions trip, a personal missions trip to go help a church plant in one of the 50 states in the United States. In 2022, we're going to celebrate global gospel growth, and I've already begun to put together a group of missionaries across our globe that are in desperate need of your personal or collective encouragement. So I want you to begin to pray about your vacations and how you're going to spend them. Maybe the, answer, the, the discretionary time the Lord gives you and you think out to those years, how can I as an individual or as a group or as my own family minister specifically to these churches for the purposes of gospel growth? So those are our themes through 2022, but let's back up and let's just consider as we close here this morning, 2018, celebrating giving to our community. Now, All these things I'm going to mention to you actually are quite easily done. And they're never going to be done at the expense of our One Legacy goals that uh, the pastors have already set out together with their teams of people. Uh, Those have already been explained to you last Sunday night very well. They've been emailed to you. Uh, that's the hot knife through butter. This is actually going to be something very practical and easy that all of us can participate in doing without being distracted from the goals already set forth. How do we give to our community? Well, this is what we're going to do, by God's grace. You folks will be serving lunch to employees in facilities throughout our city. Right? We're calling the city of Menor from Menor City Hall to the school board office, to multiple facilities throughout our city. Pastor Mike's going to be contacting our schools for teachers and in-service days. And you folks are going to be serving lunch buffets to these sweet people and getting to know them. We're going to give back to our community for the purposes of building gospel relationships. We will also be serving grace with goodness every month Our police station and all five of our fire departments are going to be given and taken a dessert from Grace Church of Mentor for the firemen and police officers to enjoy. Together, we're going to do special projects for the Lake Metro Parks, and we will assist in a special project for Mentor City Parks as well. This could be our men's construction team doing the refurbishment of a restroom or the redoing of a room at a park Uh, could be some landscape work but Grace Church of Menor is going to give back to our community and while we're doing it we're going to be rubbing shoulders with people who need Jesus and they'll be able to see the light of Christ in you I would like to and I don't know if it's possible to be done Pastor Mike can take a real deep breath at this particular time I had not shared this with him we have 23,000 homes in our city We try to reach them, as I said earlier, every five years door to door. I'd like to reach all twenty three thousand in one year with a special gift. Now I think this was before Pastor Mike's time. Did you go on the missions trip to England with us? All right, this was before your time. We went to we went to Oxford, England, and I will tell you we covered ten thousand homes in three days. Right? And they weren't all juxtaposed to each other within arm's reach. I'm certain five to six hundred people can do 23,000 homes in a year, especially the warmer months. Okay? Simple. Plus, I'm sure you'll get your 10,000 steps on your, <laughs> on your device necessary. You'll have the opportunity to help us Serve lunch also to two medical facilities in our community, both the Seidman Cancer Center and the New Lake Fitness Health Center behind the high school. Please let us know if there's any other facilities or groups that you would like to have us serve and give back to. Don't ever forget Luke 16 as we close. Don't ever forget Luke 16, the parable of the unjust steward. What did the Lord Jesus Christ say was exemplary about that unjust steward's activity. His wise, creative way in which he was going to care for himself. Now that was selfish. He wasn't commending that. But the Lord Jesus said, if my people would think just as creatively about how to take unrighteous mammon, money, and invest it creatively, they could use that unrighteous Mammon to make friends for eternity. Everything we do as we grow in Christ' likeness, is for gospel perpetuation, personally, familially, and then collectively, in our church. That's why we're here. Amen. That's why we're here. So 2018 will be celebrating, giving to our community giving to our city will associate us with hundreds more souls and our own town giving us a burden for souls through giving and will lead quite nicely into joyfully supplying our church family with the ability to conclude our building program in 2019 in which many of the people that will be reached this year can be housed and shepherded by God's grace i want to finish with proverbs 418 Proverbs 4.18. The wisest man that ever lived outside the Lord Jesus Christ said, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines even brighter until the full light of the day. This is the way of the righteous. Job says we grow stronger and stronger, and we move forward. And the way of the righteous for us in 2018... Over the next five years, will be like the first gleam of dawn. New spiritual opportunity each and every dawn of every new day. And we'll do it together because, let's say it together, many hands make what? Light work. So let's have an old spiritual Amish barn raising in 2018. No soul left behind. And let's get her done. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we love you. We thank you for uh, the brief look at selected passages throughout scripture which remind us of your desire for us. And I pray as we each grow in likeness and do so together, that what is rings true in your word would be our reality, that our gospel influence would become greater and greater in the years ahead. In Christ's name we pray, amen.